Animal voices. I underestimate the power of my connection with other people, with animals and events that are coincident. Everyone's experienced talking with a friend when conversation suddenly deepens. Estimation supports the magic of deepening. Days begin to skew slightly. We open to accident, though touching an animal differs from feeling vibrations of its spirit or thinking of it. Not as moths, for example, meld light and thought. They form a dimensional bridge to beauty, interacting between light and other worlds, i.e. intimacy can be the bridge. I begin by imagining I hear thoughts. There's a sense of pervasiveness. Particles go back and forth in me. I write down today's encounters, including the mosquito, as a dream to interpret. Certainly, one's tie to an insect is imaginative truth. Not that my horse represents the union of intuition and imagining, she is that. Turning her head to smell the wind, she shifts into wind's seamless dimension, mane, tail. Is that like saying a pond is my brain, I ask, and frogs answer, more like the shape of holding our thoughts. A horse doesn't change frequency to change form. Form is part of my thinking this, like a willow's seeds intent, intrinsic focus on willow trees. Barney shows me his dream of smelling violets. I'm surprised by a cartoon of my dog in a lavender field. He says the cartoon translates its dream into my imagining. To you far away looks like space, light years. First, he says he's from another planet. Then, he says it's a joke. If planets are wavelengths, like brain waves. He would slow a pattern so it coalesces into our planetary system where a lavender cave solidifies with dream yoga. There's transparency, lavender seen through a window, horse pausing, but the point of view is of glass, dream. Karma is reformation, a distant remembering-like feeling, something dim growing brighter. Discontinuity becomes continuity. The memory sort of glitters as it flows, and sleep flows. We had a life in town where beauty was much discussed as a fountain and pool, flowing from within, reflecting inner and outer form. In other places, beauty is incarnate, as here in a stream orchid under the trees. Its effect is of deep, calming presence viewing a steel, still pond beside your animal companion, of willingness to share the piece of home stored in its flesh. Shade glows with no edge between space, grass. As shade trees grow and the orchids grows, space around reflects inspirative beauty. Like time passing of the fountain flowing, Passage and space is our perspective opening to this beauty. Here, Barney's an ordinary terrier with hair over his eyes. First, I lull you into complacent stillness. 
I lie down beside you, you think I'm asleep. Then, with my touch or glance, you hear thought. I evoke potential the way honey evokes its energy grid in bees, a morphic field evolving with willows. The rich dignity of honey expects magnetism. Here's Ellie, a horse laughing, and owner Carol, Dawn, and Muddy, Inca and Lama Terra. Here's Rafaela Pope and her gray parrot, Dax, who told me Elmo from Sesame Street loves him. Barney dreams he's a polar bear standing upright. He shows me a chakra on the bottom of each foot, connecting to a grid in Earth that maintains gravity so we can be held here in our bodies. I anchor one grid line for Dax. The mouse. Transmission from speaker to you is like warm breath from a young girl who's not wholly concerned with information, truth, drawing you into her presence. When she whispers, you catch fragments of words which seem nonsensical. When asked to speak clearly, she looks down. Her voice softens and breaks off, haunting you, not connected to any person in the room, as if all words were pulled from books and left on the floor. How would you find meaning except by chance? But people don't believe in the order of chance or order from within. There's a legacy of an order of events in a house with long views down the valley. An act is by chance, as a word may be ancillary to meaning. Wisteria, terraced fields, far areas of wildflowers, shadows changing with the day lay ground for more abstract forms. I feel the loftiness of fate here, straighten and walk out into thin air, filaments of light like whispers drawing me. I, the mother, am a liminal figure whose attempt to comprehend interrupts events like a voiceover. Their bodies are aggregates of fate, girl, upheaval of many beings, participating over a long time that appears like her time in the plot. The mandala, being at home, deconstructs into symbols, I mean deeper, non-discursive dimensions of daffodil, a fold in clothing, cloudless space, like her subjectivity, not trying to gain a footing. Hear hesitations between words as the space in a design's overall natural workability. Intense emotions are symbolized as mythic figures or deities. A family member can become the spiritual subjectivity of the one who's angry, so anger is just content read on space. And anyone who's not angry is called mother, then you're identified with one pole, creating an enemy who attacks, and you counterattack. Then you're like an exhausted mouse slumped over the rim of a flower pot of torn leaves. She left me, I trashed my plant. Now everything is fucked. So I read by reading, feeling, vibration, picking up books from the library floor, as if by chance. Rocky ground floods with yellow flowers, a saturation of feeling in cyclical time, as of the oracle. If matter is trapped light, 
By seeing yellow flowers, you restructure molecules, and you're not as solid. An event on the mandala loosens into probability. There was ambition and consciousness of Clytemnestra and I, a mouse, was her mirror. I drive with my family away from the oracle through a valley of flowering almond trees and turn around without realizing it. That space was concealed within the illusion of my body, an emergence place. If I mistake an angel for a stone statue, I look closer, not elsewhere, to see there never was stone. My perception was far more inaccurate than the illusion. I can't recall the beauty of the almond trees. I'm unable to distinguish between seeing trees, my instant awareness of ethereal beauty, and trying to remember images of our having been in Greece. The moment I think of trees, they diffuse into beings whose frequency so differs from mine I can't see them. They connect with each other in groves that seem celestial, yet our worlds unify. The dawn of the possibility of their appearance as form, stone, shifts probability towards angels. Then, my body is not charnel ground, where fate is an emotional attempt. The interpenetration of breath and petals is not blasted by fate's order. You are a brush stroke of blue space drawn across the grid, like trying to wake up, where waking is realizing space, the way a picture fills in, and the mildness of your daughter's face looking on you, not a mirror. The light is wide as waking can embrace at one time. Your waking is a blue brush stroke creating space. Anything that does not contain light blue, lake, Greek sky, will not even see you. A placebo. We call change in a person the effect of time. Witness my new dress. So short, with buttons on the yoke, shaped like swans. I enter from the back of the room, pausing at the hopeful energy of people gathered to see me. They are a surface, alive and redolent, half unseen, like iridescent cloth. I sense structure spontaneously form, as when crossing the room to greet you. What I say forms. And I worry that spontaneity acts for its own reasons, not mine. My dress is a visual image of unconscious affirmative processes, the way spontaneity expresses its order, as I create a world, stocking it with small dogs on the runway, handbags, a bouillon of rose tulle at the waist of a jacket. So I'm not limited to what I observe, rather than feel. They assess quite accurately my choice of baby doll dress as value for others. Each absorbs encouragement from her assessment, even though every being is imprinted with data to create every appearance. Seeing a leaf may reveal knowledge that communicates instantly among microbes, which can change in a wink. So the optimistic idea would be the most biologically pertinent one.
Address to express a hoped-for solution. Rachel's blouse, for example, is not purple, just for photographer's enjoyment. Flowers are intrinsic to her feelings for her value. She seeks by expression to extend. Each guest creates her own sumptuous panoply from my honey sable coat over silvery pajamas, new vintage because of simultaneous time, therefore matter. So physical change is not time as such. I feel love from the fashion community as light from photographs of others' bodies, as light from their scrutiny of my photograph in a dress bold enough to sustain the penetration of disembodied light of my entrance. To audience unnamed cutters, sewers, embroiders, beaters, I feel love from the fashion community as light from photographs of others' bodies, as light from their scrutiny of my photograph in a dress bold enough to sustain the penetration of disembodied light of my entrance. To audience, unnamed cutters, sewers, embroiders, beaters, I attribute this beauty when meaning, i.e. style, is given a sympathetic presence. Mirroring touches it like exquisite jet beads on a gray coat dress in almost transparent boucle, clusters of dark stones on the shoulder. A loose blouse and cream silk crepe is tied at the sleeves with glistening cellophane ribbons. You feel I understand your own contingency plans. Do you remember my show in London when all the models were drunk, broken glass everywhere? Fashion does that, giving shape and color to our inarticulate impulses. I present the contemporary as liminal transitions, transparencies. You nurture the uncontained confusion when no permeable resonance has yet formed. The gray is cloudy, deep, but without melancholy. Before dinner, we're asked to sign the guest book on a Boulle console in the hall. People I've seen in magazines seem very tall, their features enlarged from being photographed. Each appearance has a materiality more significant than we usually expect from bodies. Style, soul, is power through which matter is formed. Like historic change, a body can rematerialize in its chrysalis when the life you know is left behind. You're alone in a white brocade jacket with fur trim and frosting white cloak, a skirt of stiff flounces like quartz crystal flecked with gold. In this chrysalis, you now change the contemporary, viewing the past in extending light that's mobile around your body. My dress is not stuck in time like a butterfly born in a jar, whose wings are therefore useless. In the dining room with Ming wallpaper restored by young Chinese artists, Kiki wears a blue silk coat embroidered with gold. I mention Louise's white helmet. Camilla on pewter platforms flashing to gold, light on water, what we mean visually by souls for whom the body is potential, futural. In my closet, there's no distinction between material and the intelligible. When I continue to dress, after I tell him my dog has died, he begins to weep. He asks, how can I waste 
this evening chattering. I say through tears, I mourn my little dog, but that means little to him because of my outfit. He makes a mistake in reading like a wrong accessory, inserting an extra vowel or syllable and changing the whole passage, though I don't usually wear sheer stockings with that dress. It was a case of spontaneity, a transparent white warp like an open window through which a moment is perceived unshaded by the physical. And in fact, many in the room were not in good health. Through this window, I take in a non-causative molecule to change myself, what a mother administers, placebo, the intent of a dress. When you wear it for the first time, you're surprised by a rush of feeling for yourself. Matter. We call change in a person the effect of time. It separates everything you were from what happens now. Distance is a kind of quantum bond, like an attachment. Elements embedded in one another, vein of jade and quartz, garnet and graphite, are separate in space. Chromoplasts extending a red vein in a white petal, magnetized adjacent atoms are separate. A vein of experience contiguous with another is called the effect of time, a separation. I imagine some matter as the density or continuousness of this crystalline structure. A convention of weight and magnetism, not gaps, attaches my shoes to the ground. A table, mountain, as meaning to experience. The way light shines through quartz or through an inverted mountain of space next to this one in spring snow. Closeness is a diffuse border between herself and you, a metonymy of sliding lullaby syllables through an upstairs window. Whether voice incarnates love or you coalesce into love's matter archetype by singing. No distance, no space, as described by them, displaces the feminine. Where space is a quantum bond, words, plaint or deluge of pathos and ardor, emotion making room for further motion. DNA and mitochondria, the source of cell energy, passes down through mothers. I accept that a white tulip with yellowing curled petals is beautiful, as my beauty is catacrestic within the success of family, in which each body is of accurate size for the amount of energy I gave. We may seek a body prior to discord, to ground dependency, but bodies are founded on feeling, including depression, helplessness, futility in the face of another's aggression. Who put her animus first and was overpowered, so we seem unconstructed now. Assertiveness turns in upon her own sense of wildness. Matter wants to be conscious, to release light from density through quantum particles and dream images, literally by mitochondria converting material into life force, point of contact as of women in families in society. Longing for union with a child is as space is separation, a part of totality in concrete form, heap of petals. 
I project my being her mother onto a man, and the image slides off as graphite, complementarity of molecular bond. It's like a body cast, containment in morphogenesis, no distinction between morph and psyche. So an intent becomes focused, generative and matrilineal inspiration. On the one hand, her mother did allow herself to participate in a difficult health situation. The question is creative. Whereas they also ask why consciousness, metaphor, does not heal a body so we can leave the hospital. I became very emotional when they asked me. Pure eminence. I don't feel connected to what I experience and I speak with him about it. I tried to connect through the outline of an animal starting with our dog, then turn to a black wing against the sky. When I see a picture of the beloved animal, I think of that animal who isn't here. The principle of association moves me beyond an image to belief, and passion fixes my mind on Chaco. A mobile relation to perception precedes affect. Through it I experience from material a screen of surroundings I slice through, like sun through woods onto a golden pool. A flash to other reality associates to other life, other environments also filled with precious belongings and loved ones, so immediate. A world may be affirmed by the turn of a wing out of the corner of my eye. Blue overhead deepens, the flex of an animal flank, the horizon line of the mountain darkens and lowers. It makes of my experience a critique of innateness, the way a pink plastic chair, a mannequin in a pink bunny suit, holding a painting of sunset, it creates virtual rouge defining a space that doesn't refer to objects or belong to me. I could mistake it for something fractal, shattered. It's the opposite of that. No matter how close two sensations passing from one to another, pink is the slice through. Innateness spreads like sunset across mountains. I connect with sensation now as to pink petals forming toward me, those who love me in another life responding to me. There's no time, so at sunset love from others can look like one rose. I dream all plants and animals communicate. Energies of the environment and of inhabitants merge in a kind of horizon of one dream to another. There's a transfer of data to systems in which symbols come alive. I hear a whirring of wings like finches around the feeder. Something ordinary may be my experience of a symbol in the day. These inner fields of reference move with evaluations between selves, trying to make a relation something beautiful like choosing a gift. Tiny tree with rock crystal leaves, clamshell inlaid like butterfly wings, they seem to unify by the inherent interest of beauty, like love from friends who are gone slicing into the present, though I'm unable to accept their support, even as they sense my need. By illness, I mean my life reduced to reactive, devotional processes. 
When I say, oh, I'd do this, maybe I will, but my plans are still a sick person's. Another time, I go over an event to assimilate it. Asleep, I see light around the corner. A tree with foliage grows more intently focused, as if dream worlds finally bring forth a physical tree, but more aware so its identity doesn't stop where bark stops. It can follow identity out to space around the trunk and feel it continue into the atmosphere, but I don't want to be so dependent on tree situation that coming across a symptom I've experienced before, I reflexively categorize it. Each time I dream yellow foliage, it's in a different light. I'm not weak like a man chasing a hare until he's exhausted, who complains when you overtake him and seize his prey. Immobility, unnatural to the hare, came close to the hunter. My wishes aren't separate from the environment, which is a portion of connectivity, with new species emerging all the time. I myself may be part of an emergence, dizzy, unaware, I've crossed a threshold into new focus. I don't see the released body of a slain animal running away, cavorting on the hillside. For you, so tentative, new species would be theoretical, as if they were future luminaries. There are beings who combine what I diversify, qualities of environment and qualities of self. My thoughts operate as electrons there. They're not wasted after I think them, but go on, for example, stimulating an exchange of my genes with gardens, artwork, the economy. My thoughts generate their own thoughts, and their thoughts think thoughts with subjective acuity. I grieve you only read a thought as it is to you. You can't track its position in my consciousness as it speeds away from us, even as I'm thinking it. You discern just the thought of my thought in stop motion, like one feather of a wing. I photographed a tree growing from a stone. I photographed the bowed heads of two adults looking at a girl. The tree exemplifies nature as it relates with humans, feeling around the edges of our concepts, sensing openings in our awareness, and forming alliances. It enjoys contributing to our life, though there is no individual consciousness per se. The tree just chooses to focus western juniper, volcanic basalt.